I'd like to welcome you to the Victory Tips Radio. My name is Vince Bayer. I'm the author of the Victory Tips program, a faith-based recovery program for those struggling with anxiety and depression. Victory Tips is a peer-to-peer program. It's written for peers to help each other rise above anxiety and depression. The program was written out of my own recovery from mental health issues. My problems came to a head in 2001 when I became suicidal and I made five attempts on my life. When I finally began to get well, I started writing down what I was learning and sharing with others. And eventually this led to me writing the Victory Tips program. Today, we host four daily meetings, seven days a week. Recently, we decided to expand into radio. And today we are speaking with one of the Victory Tips group members. His name is Aaron. And we welcome you to listen in on the conversation. And hopefully you'll learn something that will help you or perhaps someone that you know. So, Aaron, welcome to the broadcast. Pleasure to be here, Vince. I know mental health has affected you much of your life. So I wonder if you could start at the beginning of your life and tell us of any events that might have predisposed you to having mental health issues. For sure. Yeah, I can definitely do that. Say within a few months, I was taken away from my mom. She was taken to court as an abusive mother. From there, I was put into a foster home. Like I was back and forth from a foster home. I never actually got put into one. I was just back and forth until I found like an actual foster mom. And once I found a foster mom, I was then taken by my nan's custody and she ended up getting the custody of me and my brother. So within the first five years of my life, I started going to public school. Uh, And as you know, like you start going to school, you know, things can get pretty challenging, whether it be bullying, not fitting in, or just not really being able to just keep like being able to focus on your work all the time. My problem was three of those combined. So I wasn't able to focus on my work because I was a little bit different from everybody, meaning like I kind of stood out more because I had disabilities. I have ADHD and Tourette's all diagnosed. And I got a bit, I got people say I might have borderline schizophrenia, but it's not really what I think. But on top of that, I also went through a lot of bullying. You know, I from the minute I hit public school, straight through till literally I'd say nowadays, you know, I'm still getting bullied and it's like, but now I find that when I was bullied from school to now, I find nowadays it's not so bad on me. It's just kind of like the lightest things, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Going through the bullying in high school, you know, I was like basically beat up, you know, I was called names because my teeth were oversized. You know, I just got made fun of literally for just the smallest things, you know, you know, they would make fun of me. The biggest one I have always made fun, got made fun of is for not being able to get a woman to like me. Oh. You know, I've mm-hmm. always had a lot of anger problems. So as a kid as well, so it's never really been an easy situation really to go through in school. Cause I was that kid that was supposed to basically go to 15 years old and then just drop out of school completely mm-hmm. or be that one that just goes to high school, gets bullied and dies, you know? Wow. I wouldn't say it was the best life, but in the same way, I would say if it wasn't for the life that I lived here, I wouldn't be the man I am today. I wouldn't have this much respect for people and I wouldn't know that, you know, I'd be probably into like the drugs and stuff like that. If it wasn't for my nan, I was raised in a pretty proper home. All of your abuses led to you developing this anger issue. Yeah. So from all the bullying that I took, it's just kind of, yeah. Can you give us any examples of events that took place 
that really you feel shaped you either in a positive way or a negative way? One of the positive things, like it is a current thing, like it was the most recent thing. Uh, it's how actually how I came to know God. Uh -huh. Um, back in 2016, you know, I was going through like just one of the worst times of possible with my mental health. Coming to that point where like I was just fighting people, you know, I was fighting, getting into trouble, you know, just being one of those kids that should have just been kicked on the streets. But 2016 came around. My buddy Lucas invited me to a youth group at my church that I am currently going to. From there, you know, the, the first night was actually, honestly, my most memorable day. Oh. You know, we, after the youth group, me, my buddy Rylan, Austin, and Melissa went out to the falls with Lucas. And we went to, like, at this time around November, the, you know, the festival lights start going on. And we actually went to the festival lights. And I just, you know, I had, like, one of the best times, the most memorable night that I've ever had. And, cool. you know, I kind of figured to myself, hey, you know this kind of shows me like i can still be happy you know right. it was just an amazing time for me i didn't worry about anything i was going through i just went to it and i got my mind right off things the first few days though, like the first two times that i went like he invited me like a few weeks before that but it was a simple just pop in grab some meat and then just kind of get all awkward and then just leave right and so okay. i did that for two weeks and then i was going like i was going non-stop i just enjoyed it so you'd go to both the youth services and to the Sunday morning services? Yeah. So what happened is my buddy Ryland's ex at the time, that same day we were hanging out at the Festival of Lights. Yeah. She actually invited me over to come to one of the church services, one of the Sunday services. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know, you know, it's something different for me. I don't think I want to go type of thing. But I ended up going because they did, you know, they obviously they wanted, they had a huge impact on me. So it was like the least thing I could do for them. Right. You know, hey, you guys made me happy, you know, I'll come and, you know, make you guys happy. The kids that you went to that festival with, they were just different than other kids? You yeah, had. like, I could feel it in my gut. Like, there was just something different about them that they weren't, they weren't like any other person I've seen in the past. You know, right. they were just, they had that happiness to me, you know, they, they right. put that smile on my face. And, that, and that's how I know, like, I can get that, like, that's how I kind of knew, like, okay, they're going to be... They're going to be here for me for the rest of my life, you know. Right. And you've been going pretty well ever since then to that church? Yeah. On and off. Every now and then it goes on and off. But at the same time, I also do struggle a lot with the mental health. So it does come into a place every now and then with the church. Right. Were there moments that you learned something that it really helped steer you? or? Like, I've just learned, like, one of the moments, it's nothing to do with the verses or anything, like any Bible verses. Uh, more like the friendships with people. Mm -hmm. they would always teach me like these valuable lessons. Like my buddy, Austin, you know, he's, he's like my biggest supporter, you know, in life. Like I look up to this guy. I look, obviously look up to my other church friends too, but my buddy, Austin, uh, he's just been there right by my side. He's thick, thin, you know, it doesn't matter what it was. He's been to the hospital when I was in, admitted into the hospital. You know, he stayed the entire time. Like every, he stayed up all the nights, countless times. You know, just to make sure I was okay. We've been friends for literally six years now, and we still haven't even fought once. Not a single fight, not an argument, no breaks, nothing. Honestly, like one of the best friends I've ever had. He likes to say uh, he's my biggest fan, or I'm his biggest fan. But honestly, the amount of stuff that the guy does for me, you know, he's like basically my biggest fan. You know, like I, like I, I love this guy like crazy. Like this nice. is my best friend, it's the same age as me. If I ever get married down the road, he's gonna be my best man, guaranteed. Right.
What would you say to that young person who's struggling in life and they have this invite to go to a church, mm -hmm. to go to a youth group? What would you say mm -hmm. to that person? My best advice is if you feel it in your gut that, you know, it's going to be a good thing and a good situation for you, trust your gut instinct because half the time I can tell you right now, your gut instinct's going to tell you the truth. Good. Now, you said you've had mental health issues your whole life. Have you been yeah. to support groups at all throughout your life? It wasn't like actual supports, more like just doctors and stuff. Along the way, your family has experienced some frustration in, in finding a doctor yeah. that, that would really help you. Yeah, we've like we've struggled just to find a proper, an actual doctor that'll actually deal with mental health properly, not just, you know, here's some pills. See ya, right. you know. Right. You mentioned pills. Has there been times when you've struggled to find the right meds? Oh, definitely. Honestly, I don't think there is a right medication for me because I've never found it. Right. As I find with my body, it goes, I can take this pill for a certain amount of time and then it just stops working completely. Ah. Um, and then it's like, I got to switch from that pill to this pill. And then that pill stops working. Then I got to switch back to another pill. I found that I've just, there's never been a perfect pill. There's been pills that will work for so long and that's just, they stop completely. Right. Let's talk about mental health and how it affects your relationships with other people. Yeah, for sure. Uh, has it prevented you from making friends with people you want to hang around, you find? I don't think I've, it's really ever ha happened with that. Okay. As like the friend, like I'm not really one just to go out there and try and make friends. Okay. You know, I look at it like, okay, if someone comes to me and be and wants to be friends, you know, sure, I'll do it. You know, like I'll say, yeah, more than likely. But I'm not really one just to go out there and just try and make friends. I want to. It's the fear of just being rejected. Ah. Okay. But I got my best friends, you know, Austin and all them, and that's really more than all I could really ask for, you know, and friends like they just they stay by my side. They don't give up. Nice. What are your goals at this point in your life? My goals at this point in life is to just find something that really makes me happy. Two months ago, I recently joined professional wrestling training again. I left it back in 2017 just to focus on my mental health. And then within 2019, I ended up fracturing my C-spinal cord. So I was out for a decent amount of time. But I realized once I left professional wrestling training and just I ended up leaving wrestling in general. I didn't worry about it. I didn't watch it or anything. I just could care less about it. But I realized when I left wrestling, my mental health really started going down. You know, like it just, I was doing fine when I had wrestling, but when I left it, everything just went completely down. You know, everything went downhill. I got myself into trouble, went six months without my medication and actually ended up breaking the law. Right. Now, getting back to the other question that I asked you about, uh, support groups did the health community ever assign you to groups or suggest to you that um, these groups would be good for you so they have signed me to some groups but the thing is the doctor that i have right now honestly should be doing the things that the groups are doing you know so basically because i have an actual therapist doctor mm -hmm. they can't even really do anything about it they always just turn me down saying oh okay the only way we could do it is if he's not your doctor type of thing like, I like this doctor, but in the same way, I can't really say I really appreciate, you know, you know, like I appreciate what he's doing, but I can't say I like the doctor, if that makes sense. Okay. A therapist, I find in my eyes, shouldn't be doing things like just a five minute topic, you know, five minute discussion, but mostly talking about pills. You know, how does your pills feel? How do, how do you feel your pills are working? You know, do you think they're working? 
I don't think a therapist should really be just talking about all that. You know, they should be talking to the person for maybe about 20 minutes or so saying, hey, you know, how do you feel the medication is working? Any flare ups, you know, if there have, what have the flare ups been about? It's like I go in and it's like a quick maybe it's not even a five minute meeting with them. You know, it's maybe like two minutes and then I'm already out. It's like stuff like that. I really just can't. I don't like about a therapist. It's like you just walk in. It's already done the meeting, basically. Okay. Do you have people in your life that who will take time and listen to you? Like your oh, therapist definitely. sounds like he's too busy to listen to you. Do you have other people in your life that? Yeah, you I got like a who? few. I got a few. If you don't mind, I would like to give them a shout out with their first names. Sure. Um, the few people I got are Austin, Rylan, Melissa, my best friend's girlfriend, Ariana. And then I got like two others. One is my friend, Lori. She runs her own bar. Mm-hmm. And she's honestly another person right there that just want that'll just listen to me. You know, it, she always tells me, like, if you ever got anything, just come to me. Like, I trust her instantly. Like, she's been there a few times, like a lot, all the time since I've gone to her bar and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's just she's an amazing friend. And then I do have one special friend up in Calgary. Her name's Jordan. She's also one of my biggest supporters and just someone I can really go, I can turn to when I really need it. I got a few people in my life, I'd say, just to kind of be there in case I need it. Okay. Let's take the pulse of the youth. Think mental health issues is a big problem amongst youth these days? Yeah, definitely. But there is my personal experience that going to the hospital, since I've seen people walk in uh, and just basically, you can tell they were putting on a show, if that makes sense. You know, they were just, you could tell they were putting on a show so they could get like, you know, sympathy from their peers. You know, like you can tell they didn't actually care to be there. They just wanted to do it for attention. And while there's a, while there's actual people that are actually sitting in the hospital to get help, and it's like the hospital will just actually let the ones that are looking for the attention into the hospital. She met those person, and then meanwhile, these ones over here that actually need it though, they're just they're getting told like, "Hey, you can go home if you want. You don't. You, there's no problem with the type of thing." You know, I find that so sad. Like. I, I've told multiple times, like, this is the, one of the biggest things I have filed, like, I've told the mayor that needs to be changed about the hospital, is that they should not be giving, the ones that are in crisis, they should not be getting a choice to stay or not. Mm-hmm. You know, if they think they're in crisis, they should not be saying, they shouldn't be asking, what do you want us to do, type of thing. Do you want to stay? Do you want to go, type of thing. Because right. at the end of the day, that person wants to say yes, but they're going to say no, guaranteed. The last time I was there, I told my friend Ariana, let them know. Like I said, like I'll even say it right in front of them. But yes, I want to be admitted, but I am too scared to say no or say yes, because they give me that option that do I want to go home? Do I want to stay? So she spoke up and I even told the hospital and what I said to her that, yes, I did say this. And what did they do? They turned around. Hey, you want to go home? Do you want to stay? I said, and I said right to them, oh my God, that was part of my language. I'm like, oh, oh my God, like, did you guys not listen to me? I said, I don't want, I want to be admitted, but yeah, don't give me that choice. Right, right. right. You know, I found that just like a, basically a slap in my face, you know, like I actually needed it at the time. You think it's hard to get mental health care? Indeed. I honestly full out support that. Yes, it is hard to get mental health, proper mental health care. Like I don't get me wrong. I appreciate that they're trying, but I don't think they're trying too hard. You got people getting into drugs, alcohol, everything. And it's like, why? Because mental health does not get taken serious. People come into the hospital for, for a reason because they want the, the help. They want to get over the addictions. They want to stop it before it's too late. But when they go there, they get turned down because they're not bad enough. 
why does everything have to be bad enough to get help? Why do you have to break the law to get help? And that's how I've been looked at too. Every time I've broken the law, 2018, six months into the year, so I'd say about around June time, I was supposed to go and see my doctor. I ended up having to cancel due to a co-op placement and I wasn't able to make it in. So I go to my co-op placement. I call my doctor asking to reschedule, goes to voicemail. So obviously I leave a voicemail. Hey doc, you know, I would like to reschedule my appointment that I missed today. Can you call me back at this number? And, you know, and yeah, I did that for six months. Once I got into trouble within that six month period, I got into some illegal trouble. The minute I got into trouble, there's my phone blowing up. Hey, you know, uh, we got your voicemail finally, you know, can you give us a call back as this number? It's like, are you kidding me? You couldn't have called me earlier. You couldn't have called me before it was too late. I feel like that's how it looks at it. Like, it's not like our biggest thing on the list. No. Okay. Just in conclusion, what would you say to someone who feels they need mental health treatment? What should they do? So I feel honestly fine. If you have to go, if you can turn to your family, turn to your family, mm -hmm. you know, because your family, you can trust. But my best advice is don't allow the frustration to cause you to get into illegal trouble. Because I can tell you right now, it's not a real good thing you guys want to go through. That's good advice. Well, Aaron, just want to thank you for coming and sharing what you've been through. And hopefully something that you said is going to help someone to get through what they're going through. So thank you very much. No problem, Vince. All right. Have a great day. You too, Vince. Take great. it easy. Thanks, Aaron. Bye for Bye. now. Bye.